Aloha, everybody. Welcome to the Fire Knife Live podcast. This is your world champion, Fire Knife dancer, Rex Tiumalu. And today, man, we have an amazing guest today. Uh, he is a family Jeez. man. Yes, he is a family man. <laughs> he is a musician, a Fire Knife dancer. He is an amazing friend, best friend to me since we were our young, uh, since when we were young. And this is such a great opportunity to have him on the podcast. Everybody, Let's hear it for Philip Layuni Mowing Hall, everybody. Yeah. Woo. Hey. Hey. Hello, everyone. My name is Philip Mowing Hall. I'm just right here on this podcast with Rex. Wow. This is this is really amazing, man. Like I was saying, like this is it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I've never done anything like this. It's actually uh really really cool. It's really cool right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you're that you're here because the only reason why I wanted you to be here because I think you're having a inspiring story coming from Samoa you know a place with oh wow and coming here and making a life for yourself you know what was yeah that definitely like of you coming from Samoa and here and you have a big family and how have they played a oh, part oh, yes, with your, for sure uh played a part in your journey of being you know the, a full-time performer that most of the people that listen to this are all performers from Oh yes, I mean definitely. I mean, uh, I I came from a performing family. Like, you know, on my for those who don't know, on my Viaonga side, they all work here at Disney as performers. So, but my uh, my journey started off when I was uh, six years old. I I moved straight from uh, Samoa, Western Samoa, straight to Orlando, Florida. And at first, I thought it was just a vacation, like any other kid, you know. Um, because I had no idea what was going on. My parents just came over here and they're, they're like, okay, guys, we're just going to be here for a little bit and we'll see how it goes. And next thing you know, we're here, what, 20 years now. (laughs) Uh, it, it was, I mean, I, I didn't know how to speak English. So moving here was probably one of the the biggest obstacles I ever had in my life, but also very, very rewarding. Mm -hmm. Um, as soon as I moved here, uh, learning the language was was an obstacle in itself. So um, learning English was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. I mean, mm-hmm. being in school and not knowing what the teacher was saying, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a it was a journey, bro. It was it was an experience. Um, you know, there were times where my mom would have to come to school and translate for me. And it was tough because, you know, being a kid from Samoa, the culture was different. And so coming to America, I didn't, I didn't know anything about social, any socially things, you know, that kids would know or, or technology wise or even knowing certain things such as like food, like cereal or even I never heard of Burger King until I came here. It's oh, crazy. Man. It was it was like I just woke up and there's a whole new world out there, you know, and I used to run around chasing chicken. Now I'm just like <laughs> running around on a bike. I didn't even know we had bikes until we came here. It was, <laughs> it was like night and day. Like it was a wake up call for me. And I was only six years old. So, um, but I'm not going to lie. It was, it was really tough. You know, being a kid from Samoa, you, you didn't know anything, any, any, especially in school. You know, I, I will always get bullied because, uh, I was different, you know. I I came with some baggy clothes, old clothes, and everyone had these new clothes. And I remember my first day of school. I apparently I I would, you know, ha- draw and then color 
and using my colors, I would always, you know, this color pink, you know, in Samoa, color didn't really have a meaning right? as, as here in America, yeah. you know, like, so, you know, I was only six years old, but everybody would look at me different because I was coloring my dinosaur pink. And this one, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know, right? Everyone was like, "Man, this guy is like, why? Why is he going?" Everybody would make fun of me because I was—I I don't know—I just like the color pink, so I put it on hey man, real Barney man over pink, here. <laughs> exactly. So, and that was—that was an experience because I had no idea that here, like, color was such a such a huge thing. Like, especially when it came down to like the color of my skin, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Every everybody had like this uh, dispute with what color you wear or what colors you wear, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's crazy. You know, I, and that was my first fight here in America. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I got into it was hilarious because oh, sorry, uh, there's some motorcycle going on right now. Oh, it's okay, man. <laughs> oh, Hola, say motorcycle. <laughs> hey, see, you said there's no bikes in Samoa, but now motorcycle. Hey, man. Yeah, I know, man. That was the first time, actually. I just, I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyways, I was, you know, I was, um, that was my first fight in, in school, in first grade. Oh, my gosh. Here it comes again. <laughs> I'm excited that everybody that's going to hear this is going to be the motorcycle. <laughs> All right, hopefully he's gone. But if he comes back around, I can't do anything. Uh, it's okay, it. man. It's okay. But um, anyways, um, I, you know, that was my first fight. You know, I've in Samoa, I've always gotten into fights because that was how it was mm-hmm. over there, you know? Like, that's how you understood each other. It's like, you know, we used our, our fist, you know, mm-hmm. as, even as kids because that's how we were. So I, I thought, like, that's how I would be able to understand this kid who was making fun of me for coloring my dinosaur pink. <laughs> You know, you know, and man, you know, until this day, I still did not understand this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got, I got into, uh, it was so funny after I got into a fight, um, this other little girl would like, she snitched on me with a teacher and, you know, I don't understand what everyone was saying. Mm-hmm. So I just nodded my head, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, apparently I was... <laughs> I was I was admitting that I did the crime, you know. <laughs> did you? Did you? I had no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you yes, talking about? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I know I had no idea. So come to find out that I ended up in the principal's office, and I didn't even know what a principal's was, you know. <laughs> so you know, picture this Samoan kid sitting in the uh, desk and trying. Uh, in front of me was the principal. I had no idea what the principal was, but. I knew I was in trouble when my mom showed up, and oh, that's man. when I knew. <laughs> oh, that's how you do. <laughs> oh yeah, I knew. Man, there's nothing worse than seeing a Samoan lady coming with her slippers on her on her hands without even wearing it. She was ready to use it, like not even. <laughs> she walked in, already, and I, that's when I knew, man. Already ready to go, man. The salsa is coming, <laughs> and I can tell. And man, that was. Ever since then, I was I was more afraid of my mom than the principal. So I never I never started a fight ever again since then. (laughs) So, um, like I was saying, like you know, life was different. It was a different culture for me to come from Samoa to America. So there was things I had to you know get used to and things I had to understand, especially when it came down to um, other people and knowing uh, 
that certain things in America's life is so different from Samoa, um, especially, you know, like what I say, the color of my skin and, and the different colors that happens here, you know, and people die over just colors, yeah. you yeah. know, and I never knew that, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Like, but in Samoa, it was such a simple life. Like no one, you know, did that to anybody. Everyone's the same, you know, no matter who you are, what color you are, you are the same. So, you know, like... <laughs> It was it was such a different life, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that was one of many stories I had to do to overcome all these uh, culture differences coming from Samoa. And um, as you know, uh, later on down the road, I started learning English. You know, started to to get better at it, and that's that's you know, after elementary school, around fifth grade, uh, that's when I started to uh, dance. Finally, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it was actually my, I actually danced fine in Samoa as a kid, but it wasn't like, it was just spin stick, you know, it wasn't like anything, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't anything official, you know, with fire, you know, that's when I knew over here, that's when I was taught, um, it was my Uncle Vaya who used to, you know, dance for Disney and used to do all that. He was the one that taught me how to, my basics when it came down to fine enough. And I was only, uh, like, I guess, eight, eight years yeah, old. Yeah, I think, yeah. Just learning that the was basics. The time, like, when we first went to that competition in Hawaii. Yes. Yes. 2004. And that was our first competition together. I remember. <laughs> oh, man. Every time somebody brings oh, up a man. picture of that year. Oh, like, oh man. man. I mean, I don't mind. I actually look like a cute kid. But well, for it... <laughs> me, man, I look like freaking Pillsbury Doughboy, so I'm one little kid. <laughs> I know. It was so funny because I everybody thought, like, um, it, when we were going against each other, it was like, man, are you guys in the same division? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, they're like, you're going against Mika? I'm like, heck no. <laughs> It was like, man, Rex, they're supposed to be in the seniors division. <laughs> As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, there we are truly best friends because we can laugh at the past. I think that's what's gonna be awesome. Yo, man, it's hilarious, man. The past is the funniest yeah. thing. Man. During the, I think during that time, we were just so nervous. I remember us in the back, like so nervous. But now here we are. What is it? Sixteen years later. Laughing. I know, man. I mean, looking back at it, it it made me like super like happy that I went through all that with you, especially you know, yeah. like being able to compete together and being able to learn everything about fire knife and <laughs> and all the basics and and to learn more about my culture, yeah. you know. And it, it's such a rewarding feeling to look back at it, and I'm so glad that I did, yeah. you know, because it, it actually led to a road that I'm on right now. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, oh yeah, I don't know if yeah. you have any more insight because no, I love your insight. Man. No, 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 no. Go for it, go for it, man. Go for it. I mean, hey, ask all the questions you want. I'm down. Oh man, because <laughs> I really want to get into both of us. I mean, since we are on this journey together and stuff, you know, I didn't compete in 2005. I, I competed the yeah. year after in Worlds. But what was that like? Oh yes. Oh man, I remember that, that was... injury you had during. Yes, we oh, can talk man. about that. You know, I oh definitely. <laughs> you know, you know, it's so crazy <laughs> that that actually injury kind of like psyched me out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was I was such a I was a little kid, and so you know when you have something that happened to you so like 
dramatic that it sticks to you, you know, for a long time. And that injury was actually, uh, so what happened was I was, you know, we're practicing for worlds and I was, I think I was only like, uh, nine or mm-hmm. 10 or yeah, I think we were like, 10, you know, I, we're the same age. Yeah. 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 So we, you know, I, you know, 10 years old and you know, man, the 10 year old these days, man, those guys are hella good, you know, <laughs> but you know, but back then, but, but us, yeah. Back then, we didn't have teachers, you know. We actually just had to learn by ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my real coach was my dad, and he doesn't do fire neck. Yeah. You know, he, he's more of a – I don't call him a hands-on. I, I call him like a, like a teach from afar, you know. <laughs> like, he would, tell me what to, he would tell me what to do, and then <laughs> and I'll do it, yeah. you know. I had no idea what he was trying to explain, but I'll figure it out. You know? <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, then, yeah, I think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it's so funny. It ended up working out because, you know, he taught me a lot, even though he wasn't a fire knife dancer. So that so what happened in, in the accident was, you know, my my dad forgot to uh, spin out the doubles, you know. So, you know, we were just practicing and we we're really, you know, going at it, you know, and I was ha- psyched. Like I was like, man, I am ready for this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came down after I did my single just to practice, it was at Mika's house. I remember yeah. this. And then, um, and then my doubles came and, you know, I did the Vili, both, both, the both the doubles and all the gas just, just came straight on my body and, and I was on fire. Yeah, I and, remember that. And, and it was, I ain't gonna lie. It was probably the, one of the most painful experiences I have ever, I've ever had, mm-hmm. you know, whoever says drop, you know, stop, drop and roll, man, that thing does not That's work. Bull. I was, I was rolling for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you were still on fire, man. I was still on fire. I don't believe the, the school. Oh my, yeah, man, it was. So I, I, I don't know what happened. Next thing I know, I was, you know, uh, I was all burnt. And um, I remember that night because uh, uh, my my mom and dad didn't actually take me to the hospital. You know, most parents were like, but it was because um, my my family coming to the states. You know, we're very poor and we didn't have health insurance. We didn't know anything about that. You know, so going to the hospital was actually not a good idea because we couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So my my mom and dad, you know, they did the old, <laughs> the old, you know, that we went and get some uh, alloy, yeah. the alloy plant. And then we just stripped the alloy plant and got all the gel and put it straight on me, like all over me. That's all I did. I didn't even do anything else. I did. And then overnight, mm-hmm. I just, overnight, just let it like, um, they just pasted it all over on my body, on my burns. And it's crazy because overnight it was all you know, it was hurting, but I had to take the pain. And then the next morning, uh, it was all crustable. And you know how it is when it dries up. Oh and stuff. yeah. And uh, all I can remember was the the smell of the burnt skin. Oh. It was it was. So you know, after that accident, I was kind of psyched, man. I I got scared. You know, I was scared of the fire for a little bit. I was, and I was only ten years old. <laughs> so every time, you know, I wouldn't. I used to spin so fast. You know, like. <laughs> But then ever since then, I was so scared of the gas going on me. I I slowed everything down. You know, it, I I didn't. You know, I don't know what it was. I was scarred. That was that was what I I was scarred of the situation because it never happened to me before. Yeah. So going to worlds, I was super nervous already. You know, I I was like, man, and I'm not gonna lie, man. That was probably one of the worst. Oh. <laughs> That was probably one of my worst performances because I psyched myself out, you know. Um, 
I was I had this fear of the knife and I didn't overcome it. And it you know, it was kind of disappointing because I trained so hard for it. Yeah. And then just to find out that when I get to Worlds, I I was so scared, you know, and I didn't I I think it was it was an emotional thing for me. I don't know what it was. It, it was just like, man, that fire really like got to me. It would every time I would spin, it I would like hesitate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that would make me drop the knife. And and I remember after I performed at Worlds, you know, I was so disappointed. But it was so funny because my dad came right after I performed, like came, grabbed me and lift me, lifted me up in the air. Mm-hmm. And he was like so proud of me. And, you know, and I, at that moment, I realized like, man, this is not just for me. You know, it's like it's help. It's for my family, too. Yeah. So. After that moment, I wasn't scared of the fire no more because I, I kind of felt inspired by it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew I was, it was a disappointing performance. You know, I came third place. Hey, third in place competition. in the world competition? Yeah. <laughs> not, nothing to, to laugh at, man. You, yeah, you, man. I, but I was, I was so upset because I, I know I could have done better. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, shout out to uh, Dallin Muti. He came first oh, place in that Dallin, competition. Yeah. Yeah, man, that guy is so nice, yeah. man. He's so humble, he's so nice. Even when we were at comp, he was super nice. I was a shy, skinny kid, and he was like this big, tonguey kid, you know? <laughs> I was like, man, I was the smallest kid in the division. <laughs> I remember it was you, Larry, and then Dallin. I, I, and I think mm-hmm. because of you going yeah. there, it made me want to go the year after. And I think that's why I wanted to yeah. talk about it because – not only if you inspired me in life, but it's because I saw you the first time. Because I was going to go into the division afterwards. That's right. Like, That's you know right. What? You know, Phil. And I, I think I didn't I didn't uh, mention this when we introduced the the episode. But you are a champion, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, a, cu- a couple years later, mm-hmm. um, I, I think like two years later or something, mm-hmm. um, I competed at... Uh, California. In California. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I will always remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I ain't gonna lie, man. Like, it was you, Rex, that really pushed me to, like, really, really become good. You know, like, really uh, practice my craft and be able, because I saw you not only as my friend, but also my rival. And, you know, yeah. having rivals is, is the best for competitions because, you know, they push you to your limit, you know? <laughs> Like, if you're just going to a comp just to go, man, you know, you're not going to succeed. But if you have a goal, you know, that you want to do. And my goal was to be able to be uh, at least just as good as you. And, man, Rex, you were, like, talented. You know, you're oh. straight. Like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> it ran straight in the blood, man. Like, man, when BJ took first in the Huike and, and we saw you coming up, man, dude, it was amazing. Like, to be at that, your age, you're already a prodigy, you know? Oh, so, you, I had a lot of, you know, it was a lot of pressure, you know, on, on me, especially because, you know, I was still kind of you know, overcoming my my fear. You know, what kind of fire knife dancer scares of fire, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, that actually helped me push forward, you know, seeing that you, as your, you know, as as your rival, you know, you want to be the best, you want to be good. So I saw your mentality. I saw how you wanted to be the best. And that kind of made me want to be the best, too. It inspired me in that way. So I remember that comp, man. I I trained so hard. You know, summertime would come around, um, and it was almost you know time for the competition. My dad would make me you know go outside and just train. You know, and I ain't gonna lie, I I 
never liked training. You know, my brothers would be inside playing video games. <laughs> and I'm the only one outside sweating, trying to, you know, uh, train for this finite competition. But looking back at it, I am so happy that I did because, you know, like I said, it, it led up to where I am today. Yeah. Um, so that competition, it was amazing because that was the first time I was able to see my mowing oil family um, my dad's side, because they all lived out in California. And, you know, without this competition, I won't be able to have seen them, you know, there. So uh, that that kind of made, that was one of my goals, too, is to be able to meet up with my family that I haven't seen since I was in Samoa, or I was in Hawaii, you know. Mm-hmm. So going out there, and that comp was, man, it was scary, man. I mean, if you're going against Rex, man, <laughs> I got, there was, it was so much pressure. Oh. It was so scary, you know. But um, you killed it. Man. I remember watching I, you. Because I was before dude, you. I, I went before you yeah, on the finals night. Yeah. And then I got to see you, and I was like, I looked at my dad, I was like, dang, I think I lost. Because the second, bro, I, I was just like. I had no idea. I, I was so, <laughs> so, during that moment, I was you know, I had all my basics, you know, I didn't have any like fancy moves, but you know, I stick to the speed, the speed and con- control was like what I wanted to emphasize. Cause that was the, the style that I was taught and, you know, the basics, you know, all, all the way. And, um, and seeing you out there, bro, like with these new moves, I remember watching, I was like, Oh man, <laughs> I was like, Oh man, I can't even, Oh yeah. I can't even make any so, uh, excuses. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, you definitely won fair and square. And, and you danced like I thought I was watching a young Hogan Toten while I died. That's how fast you were going that night. And I was, Dude, I, and it, it was so funny because, you know, I saw my family out there. And this is the first time they see me perform Fire Knife, you know, my mowing off side. And I, I just wanted to, you know, to, to show them, like, you know, man. Like, you know, I came straight from Samoa and I learned I learned the craft. I, I learned the culture here in Florida, you know, you know, it's crazy how that works. And I was able to uh, practice and practice and practice and get where I'm at to to be able to uh, place in that competition. And I was so I when they Rex, I mean, when they called me, I was so surprised, man, because they called your name first. Yeah. And I was like, no, this can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised because dude, I was so surprised because I honestly thought I was gonna be second, at least you know, or even you know, if it's third, it's fine. I just I was that was one of the best. I would say that was one of the best days of my life. You yeah, because it was in front of my family too. Because speaking and, of that, your family that came over there, I just remember seeing them scream and jump in their seats yeah. at Pearson Park. And then I was like, you know what, you know, that's, that's what it's all worth. It's a, it's yeah. worth making your family proud, but we put in all this time and hard work in the mm-hmm. fire. Can you hear me? You know, sorry, I don't know if that's... It, it's so, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. It keeps cutting off a little bit, but uh-huh. is it, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. It sounded like, <laughs> it sounded like that one guy from, what, at and <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man like you know it's like i said like it's, it's, that's what it's all about you know being for your family and stuff you know honestly um you know fire knife to me as a kid wasn't like my passion passion you know it was i wanted i just wanted it to make my 
my my dad proud yeah. you know it was something that we connected on because we did it together and and to see him you know uh talk about it with his brothers and his sister you know you know this is my son he's a fine night dancer you know like i was the only fine night dancer in the Maui north side so yeah. it was you know it it made me feel like, man, okay, I got to live up to the hype because this guy is hyping me. <laughs> I was like, man, you would. <laughs> yeah, I so, feel like the know, same way with my dad, you know, but the thing yeah, is. Yeah, like, definitely. I think it's because my brother and then my parents were entertainers as well because you, you come from a, from a, like a talented family as well, you know, so it was just for me, like, I knew that's what I've always wanted to do, but I wanted to touch on that too because, you know, yeah. Like, like your passion is music, you know what I mean? Yes, and yes. Like, what is? How has your passion like that? Like, you kind of not straight away from Fire Knife, but took a break from it because you know you knew what for yeah. yourself. Like, that's 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 not the end all be all. Like, we oh treated yes, it. definitely. I think you saw a different avenue in that. So, <clears throat> how did music come into your life, and how was that to shape you? You know, um, you know, it's it's. It's such a it's such a crazy road, but music actually was always there, you know. I was, um, you know, being in primary, my mom will always make me be the singer because she was the, you know, the conductor, and I was always, you know, I, you know, three years old singing the, you know, the the chorus. No, the and solos and do the solo. And, guys, yeah. <laughs> Plus, wanted to do it. Oh man, bro. wanting to do it. <laughs> Because man, I don't know. I just love. I I love singing, you know. And you know, I, I don't have the best voice, but you know, I practice and practice and practice, you know. And and that's that's the thing I really wanted like to do because I loved it, you know. I, I you know, elementary school. That's how I was able to learn English. Was um, oh, I, I was in days. chorus, yeah, in elementary school, yeah. And I I learned a lot how to speak. Um, through music so I, I learned a lot of my language you know like especially in Samoan through through music but in English too that's how I was able to learn how to speak English it was through music and that actually helped me a lot you know over in my life and in anything that I did was uh, to communicate uh, through music and I really, I, I don't know what it was. I just had this passion for music. Like every time I would touch the guitar or every time I would touch the piano or even, you know, jam out with my friends, mm -hmm. jam out with my family. It, it was always such a positive vibe. And, you know, it brings everyone together. And maybe that's what I was like craving. Is the, the fact that, you know, it brings everyone together and it's always a good time. And, and music actually led me to what I do today, which is crazy. Yeah, I love that because well, we're going <clears> to <throat> truly get into that because, you know, all of us that, you know, all of yeah. you that do listen to this, you know, they're professional performers in their luau's or in their groups. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because you do something different than most people our age. Yeah. So how did <laughs> Disney come in? Because I was I was there, but I want you to tell your story. On oh, man. How Disney came about and what a blessing it's been, because I know for me being in Disney, it's it's been a crazy ride and things like that. And to see you from the Lion King and then to what you do now as, uh, mm -hmm. as Howie, like how, you know, how did that journey start with Disney? Well, Disney, wow, that was that was an amazing, amazing experience journey for sure. Um, so 
I actually started working at Disney as a uh, a parking attendant. You know, like those guys that would, you know, be on the tram and do the spieling, like, welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, in the parking, and you know, would lead cars to park and stuff, you know, at... Um, you know, that was my, that was my job, you know, and, you know, I used to do 50, 60 hour weeks just to be able to, on minimum wage, just be able to live, you know, it, it was, it was hard. What happened was, you know, me and my, my fiance, um, I was, I was already, she told me that, you know, she was expecting. And at that point, you know, school wasn't an option for me because, you know, I, I had a lot of situations going on and it was financially, it was, it was very hard. So I kind of like got into this mindset, like, man, you know, I'm about to have a kid. What am I going to do? You know, it was kind of like, um, do or die kind of thing. Oh man, that's a little <laughs> hey, intense. Hey, but that's <laughs> how you got to look at it. Was it. Kinda, you know, you're being it was, real. You're saying your truth. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was this mentality, like, man, I need to do something with my life. You know, like, I'm bringing a child into this world and I need to be able to teach him and support him. So I need to be able to, you know, bring it up a notch, you know, like uh, basically I, I needed the motivation to push myself, you know, because I was just living, yeah. but not living, you know, that's, that's kind of weird, but, you know, not being able to live comfortably. I was living paycheck, pay, paycheck, you know, without yeah. knowing when's next time I'm going to get paid. But so when my fiance let me know that we were expecting that kind of took uh, my mindset. I, I needed to have a plan and I needed to go out there and put myself out there. Cause you know, I, I had all these skills that I worked on as a kid and mm-hmm. I wasn't using them. So, so I heard about the audition for mm-hmm. the fire knife Lion King audition. And, you know, I've never auditioned like that ever before, you know. So it was, and the first person that I hit up was <laughs> Mr. Rex Tumalu. <laughs> it was so funny because, like, I, I, I haven't done Fire Knife in probably, like, a couple months or co- a, a year, I think, a year. And I think it was, like, the night before the audition. As you can see, I didn't really, like... <laughs> prepare myself <laughs> I, I i asked you because i didn't have knives i didn't i don't i don't know what happened to all my knives because we kept moving around and i guess my knives would get lost like whenever we moved so i was i was like man, oh, yeah, man. i, I remember that night. And i don't yeah so man I, I i called you up and you came through you're like man don't worry i everyone's gonna practice so if you want to come through friday night we're gonna practice um yeah it was at nola's house i don't think it was at nola's house you know we're gonna practice at no nola's house yeah nola's house and you know practice at nola's house you know and you know i never picked up a knife and i just you know i just practiced my routine like like i don't know it just i just did it you know practice my routine i I was super nervous about the whole audition it was more like a mindset like you know if this doesn't work out then it's okay you know you just gotta keep going until you know, you get a yes. And that was my mindset because I didn't want to, um, 
like bring myself down. Like I didn't want to put all my eggs in this basket, kind of, you know, like put so much hope in this. And then when it doesn't work out, yeah. it just crushes you, you know. So I remember uh, that night, you know, I asked you if you can, uh, if I can borrow your knife. And, and you're like, man, of course, you know, you're so supportive. Like, dude, you can do my du- use my doubles and stuff. And I was <laughs> like, man, thank you, man. <laughs> So let's just set it straight, man. Without you, I wouldn't be in that audition. It was, it was, it was intense. It was crazy. So, come to the day of the audition, I, um, I did my routine, and I was, I honestly uh-huh. wish that I could have done better. And maybe I, it was just me, but I. I know I could have done better. I remember when I did that one drop and I was like, oh, Hey, don't worry. Gosh. Everybody else. <laughs> it I was remember a, I was there. It, it was. It, yeah. I remember, man, that yeah. day was, it was windy too. And the wind yeah. and the fire never we just goes say together. Too, it was like, it was, Oh my goodness. I mean, goodness. like, like we had a guy that did a fire knife in his shorts. We had a, a girl that went over there and did it like a ballerina. So yeah. it was just kind of like, it was like the weirdest audition because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird audition. Yeah, it was. It was, you know, and, and it was so funny because you had to make a you had to make a profile and I had a no idea. Like, you know, I, I was working at the parking lot. I don't know these things. So they took a picture of me and I legit. Is this, this, is this still on the Disney still, on the Disney well, like uh, audition <laughs> thing? Oh, my God. I had no. Yeah, I had no idea I was going to be on it. And I literally look like I just woke up. No, you know what my just picture happened. is on there still? It's me posing in front of the beach in Big Island, like with my shoulders and my arms when I was like, in the best shape ever. I was like, I, was like, oh I remember God, that picture. Thanks, Tara. Whoa, man. I ha- That's so crazy. This And they didn't even take it on a nice phone or anything. It was like, a, you know, the old Android phone. On the so Samsung. It, it was like, <laughs> my bad. Oh, the Samsung. My bad to the Samsung users. Hey, I'm, I'm but, um, Here we go. I know, I know. I know. Man. You're moving one. up in Here the world, go. bro. Two thousand seven. Okay. <laughs> Two thousand seven. Here we go. Oh, I bet you oh, everybody man, is, is just gonna laugh because we're just laughing. But that's just why I want to <laughs> because everybody that comes out here is very somber and tells their story. But I think it's deeper with us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of cool, man. It's amazing. I know. It's so, man, I'm glad you're doing this. Oh, oh, at the, but, oh, oh yeah. Let's get back uh, to that. Was that? Oh, yeah. We were in the. We were just going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're. No, no worries. No worries. I mean, we're we're going to the audition. I took the picture, make my profile. <laughs> Looking like I just woke up, you know, already, already <laughs> this audition is going amazing. So, <laughs> so I, I met Darla and she looked at me and she was, Darla is our, um, mm-hmm. our casting director. She's the one who's in charge of casting, who's going to be in the show and stuff. So it was, it was a big moment to meet Darla because I've, I've never really met her before. So, you know, I, I was being polite. I was being nice, you know, and I just, I just I wanted to like let her know um uh-huh. my personality in it, you know, not just I didn't I didn't want to be a name on a piece of paper. I, I, I wanted to let her know there's 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 a body, yeah. there's a person behind that name, you know. And so I was able to introduce myself and just, you know, talk to her for a little bit and um 
And I was, I think mm-hmm. I was second to last in the audition. So I was towards the end. So I think that's the worst because you're seeing all these good guys go up there and you're <laughs> like, man, what the? <laughs> I was nervous, you know, my hair. Oh, was yeah. Crazy. You had the fro back then. I, yeah, I had a, yeah, because I literally <laughs> just woke up and I was like, man, so much preparedness coming into this. So after, after the audition, you know, I, I get to this mode where I, I kind of psych myself again, you know, like I was like, man, I wish I could have done better. I wish I, you know, but my fiance actually helped me a lot. She, she helped me support myself in order to like, like emotionally. And she was telling me, Hey, don't worry. You know, you're, you're psyching yourself out. You know, you're being down on yourself. Don't worry about it. You're, it's going to be fine. And, you know, and, and I was like, you know, that whole week, week and a half I didn't get a call you know so I kind of gave up on it on the audition you know I was like okay you know you know I tried you know I I did my best and it's so crazy I was I was laying in bed and and, and I was talking to my fiance and I kind of just I I had this this moment where I just kind of like I I hit I kind of mm-hmm. hit rock bottom at that moment you know it was kind of like man cuz I was telling you guys not to put all my eggs in this basket. Yeah, the Easter but I ended eggs, up doing man. it anyway. <laughs> yes, man. All the East, I found all the Easter <laughs> eggs and I put it in one basket. You know, <laughs> you know. And come to find out, you know, these Easter eggs, you know, there's no yeah, Easter eggs empty, in the basket. Empty shells. Just, yeah. just basket. <laughs> I love how we're just empty making shells. a light. Empty shelves <laughs> in the basket. In the moon. I love how we're laughing at like the rock bottom moment in life. I know, yeah. dude. Yeah, I was, you know you gotta laugh at it every now and then, you know. So I, it was such a crazy, bro. It, let me, let me, let me tell you. I was, I was talking to Malia, and it was, I was hitting like I was just letting, showing her my emotions. I was hitting rock bottom, like man, this. I, how am I supposed to support you and all this stuff? And dude, next thing I know, after a minute later, <laughs> after I just let my feelings out. Hey, sometimes you need a good cry. <laughs> Yo, man, you did a good cry, you know, with all the the tears and and everything, bro. A minute later, I get a call, right there and then. I get a call and I answer it, and and they said, "Hey, this Philip Mowing on." And I was like, uh, "Yes, yes, this is Philip Mowing on." And then Jen it was Hayes, a call from Jen person. Hayes. Shout out to Jen and Hayes. Yes, shout out, shout out to Jen Hayes. I'm so thankful for you to call. She literally said, "Are you interested in becoming?" Uh, a member of the Festival of Lion King show at Disney, and I flipped, bro. I I threw my phone and I ran back to get it. I was like, I was, I was. So yeah, man. At that moment, it was probably the second happiest moment man. in my life, man. And I, uh, you know, I had like many happy moments, but one of, that moment was so special because. Looking back at it now, that moment is going to mm-hmm. change my life forever, man. Literally, um, I get that call. And, you know, what's so crazy is uh, I went back to my parking job. And, dude, they knew. They, they, they knew that I was, I was going to be in the Festival of Lion King. Apparently, they called my manager. And my manager came up to me and was talking to me. It's like, we've never had any, anybody like that before transfer from 
a parking straight lot to straight into entertainment. Yeah. A, straight into equity. You know, equity, for those of you who don't know, equity is a union out in um, here, or actually all of America, and it's very, you know, this it's union like is, all the has been around for a long time, and it's very hard to get in. Exactly. All the Broadway stars, you know, to in order to get to Broadway audition, in, in order to get in front of the line, or you don't even have to stand yeah. in line, you have to be an equity member. And, and you know, just to be part of that is, it was like mind-blowing to me. And um, and and my my uh, my manager from parking knew, and they were like congratulating me because I I and I was so happy, man. Like I was mm-hmm. beyond ecstatic, like ecstatic. Yeah, yeah, that's the right word. Is that the word? I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, ecstatic. <laughs> hey, man, Yo, sometimes you I fall out, so. man. <laughs> yeah, man. Easter All the shells. Easter shells, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know and and so after i got that call you know i was man my life was gonna change i didn't know how much it was gonna change at that moment but looking back at it it was gonna change forever so so i i i I realized that okay now Mm -hmm. we're i'm gonna do uh lion king so and it was only for a um Mm-hmm. A, a sub position role, which is like a CT role where they call yeah. you in. You know, it's not a full time role. You know, but I didn't look at it as that. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it as a big opportunity. You know, I'm on a roll right now. I'm feeling good, feel, feeling confident. It was kind of reaffirmed that yeah. all your hard work paid off. You know, yeah. and that was the best feeling. So I realized, like, okay, you know, they see my value. Um, let me show them other mm-hmm. things that I can do. You know, Fire yeah. Knife opened the door for me. And so there was an audition coming up, not even a, a, a month later. There was another audition. It was for the Luau, Disney Spirit of Loha Dinner Show. Yeah, I was all yeah, there. And you yeah. were, remember, we were all there. We were all there going. It was the, the dancing mm-hmm. and, and the singing. Oh, and this is how, can I say so, this? This is how know, convincing Philip is. Yeah, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, before I get into that, you know, when I found out that you were at the Lion King, I went to work the next day at Lion King, and I was like, yo, my best friend's coming in, and I got mm-hmm. to dance for, for the new cast that was coming in with you, and I thought that was an amazing thing. Yes, dude, yeah. that was amazing, I remember man. that. I remember that. Oh, my gosh. But, dude, it, it was so, so surreal because, you know, I used to see, you know, uh, you and and VJ and Ty, you know, like man, everyone, yeah. you know, you you guys are doing your thing over here, and I just couldn't believe, yeah. like, I was this here is, yeah. with you guys. You know, it was kind of like, oh my goodness, I I couldn't believe it. It was a you know straight from Samoa, you know, you didn't know English, and now you're dancing in Disney, which yeah. is a big big role. But I think that's why. And, yeah, wow, that's why. You needed to be but, in here because it's yeah. it shows that you can accomplish anything. So back to so back to how convincing this guy is. Yeah. I didn't want to go to that Luau audition. <laughs> I did not because Darla's gonna see me like you already have a job. Well, doing over I here. Was... and he's like, you need to go for Halloween. <laughs> Come on, bro. And I went over there, bro. For real, dude, legit. <laughs> Darla's like, yeah, I don't think this guy can sing, <laughs> bro. I. So, 
Not even, bro. Not even. You killed it. I heard it. I was on the other side of the door, and I was, I was like, bro. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I was like, like hey. about to die. <laughs> a resurrected shop. Oh, a resurrected so Elvis. Oh, go. <laughs> oh, Elvis, you're gonna hear this. You will not I believe what the rest of laughs. <laughs> Hopefully he laughs. messenger All right. <laughs> oh man. I, I, oh man. I'm this, off bro. on the tangent again. So uh, we have the. Yeah, this is hilarious. So we have that Lua audition coming up, you know. And coming off of the Fire Knife audition, I realized, man, this is not enough. You know, I was actually doing this for my family. I was thinking about Malia and the baby, and I was like, I need to do better. I need to be able to provide, you know, for my family and have uh, a set job that can actually do that. So I went out to this audition, and I was. Who else? Who else? Who am I gonna call for an audition? You know, I call Rex hey, again, man, bro. If you have an audition, call me up. I'll give you some more support. <laughs> yo, I was like, for real. So I was telling Rex, yo, let's go, man. Let's do this, man. Let's go and audition, you know. And and you're like, I don't know, I was like, man. I don't know, man. No, bro. And then here I am in the car. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go. And you're in the car with us as we go. <laughs> so we did the. There was a. There was two auditions. I remember we yeah. we did the singing audition first, and uh, I remember us coming into that room, and and, and man, <laughs> everyone was dressed professionally. Like I've never seen this before, and I'm over here coming in with like. <laughs> I remember I I was wearing a button up shirt, but I was you know I don't I don't I don't, I don't remember dressing up as good as these guys. They're, they they were like professionals. It seems like they've been doing this so long, you know, and I, it kind of it was intimidating. I it was very like wow, like I have so much to learn, you know. It was kind of like a humbling experience for for me because I was like, man, I once again I my self doubts started coming up again, you know, seeing all these professional people here. And it kind of made me like, oh, man, what am I doing here? But then, uh, as you know, my rock, uh, uh, Malia, she was always pushing me, pushing me and, and, and letting me know, you know. And especially having Rex there, having you there, Rex, was kind of comforting for me because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have my family here, you know. So let's all do this together. So I, I remember that audition especially because I went in. Um, I was actually auditioning to be Kimo. And for those who don't know, Kimo at the show is the singer. You know, uh, he's the main singer of the show. And he has to sing I Miss You, My Hawaii. And is 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 an is this Hawaiian song that, you know, that's the main song that he sings. So that's what I used to audition. And, you know, that whole time I was I was waiting for my turn and I was shaking. Like you would not believe my hands were shaking and, and my, my everything. It was super. I don't know if it's because it was cold, but. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm, hey, talking, what's up, Victor? I'm doing a podcast right now. Oh, Victor's here. <laughs> Victor, and I tell you I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, Yo, what's up, Victor? a motorcycle. They see. 
I know, man. Now they see me doing podcasts. Like, I'm over here with BJ Larson, Fanua, and, and Chris. Oh, no, no, they just got over here. Oh, what's oh, the, oh you guys were there the whole time? time. Oh, what's up? Yeah, we're over here quarantined, man. What's up, BJ? What's up, Marcel? Yeah, man. What's up, Chris? Oh, yeah, we're living that quarantine. What else to do life, but then start a what podcast to and do, talk huh? to your friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is amazing. This is an amazing idea. But uh, anyways, we were, you know, that audition I was shaking. I was very, like, nervous. You know, for those of you, for those of you listening, like, man, I get really bad nerves when it comes down to performing. You know, being a performer now, but then, like, oh, man, I still get nervous to this day. And it gets really bad. Like, oh, man, I start shaking. So as, as soon as they called my name, I went in there and, you know, and the only thing that I I do that makes me feel good yeah. is I have this big smile when I walk in through the door. And, and you know, I realize that yeah. when you smile, it makes other people smile. And and that's the first thing that Darla <laughs> told me. It's like, wow, look at that smile. <laughs> and I was laughing. I was like, I, I wish I smiled when I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, <we're... laughs> oh, okay. Finish your story, but we have another interviewer over here that wants oh. to ask you two questions. We have it. Oh snap! Um. Okay. Uh. Uh. Okay. So let me rush this real quick. Um. So I, I talked to Darla. I sang my song, and she was very surprised because she was like, "Wow, I never had a fine art dancer that like." can can sing and i and, and she was telling me that wow like okay you know because i just auditioned in front of her for fire knife and now she sees that i'm singing and and i was like very surprised at that and she gave me a callback for chemo that day which is basically you get another audition you move on to the next level and i was so happy man i was like oh man that was such an amazing feeling um so after the audition, there was another, after the audition, the singing audition, there's a dancing audition. And then I came in and Darla was like, <laughs> you, gotta be you can dance too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, that's the only way to survive. You got to be triple threat, you know, like it, you got to be able to do everything, you know. And as a kid, this is how I learned this from from everyone who's taught me, like to dance, to sing, um, and and to perform you know it's in my family it was it, i was surrounded by this so it was only natural for me to like all right let's do the dancing part you know um and it was it was amazing because after um uh, i auditioned dancing you know and knowing me you know i uh i i was i wasn't yeah. trying to be like a try hard <laughs> <laughs> but man i was try hard bro <laughs> You know, every little move, I always have to add a little flavor. A lot of, you know, even add some a little pep 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 oh. <laughs> oh, pep Sriracha. <laughs> you know, add some little sriracha in there. Some spicy know. meal. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yo, my little spicy meal. <laughs> so, 
you know, you know what they say when you audition, yeah. you're putting on the show. So I'm <laughs> over here like, man, you know, like with a big smile on my face, adding a I little sriracha that. in my mood. I think that's what, you know, it was even it when was in the a, audition process, yeah. you're just dancing in front of the mirror and just the optimism that comes off from you. Yeah. It's just this, this passion for life. And I think that's what, you know, like even with your talent, it just enhances you as a person and as a talent as well. So I think that's a very, very like, great quality you have oh, oh man i thank you thank you i i was actually um so so blessed because my my parents taught me that if you want to do something you got to do it 110 percent. so when i did the audition um i didn't mean to like stand out in a way it, it kind of like i was just being myself because i wanted to show them my personality and how i am I'm a, I, I show them that I can do this, you know, I work hard, you know, and show them I, I come from humble beginnings and I wanted to show them that I can mm-hmm. give it my all no matter what they put me in, you know, entertainment wise. So, you know, that's what I was doing. And and for those who are audition, who are going to audition and or if you're in a group setting audition, one of the best things to do is to um, to be able to just show your personality to stand out and that will set you apart from anybody else. You know, everybody comes in audition and they're all robotic. But when you put personality into anything you do, it comes off genuine. And and the people who the cast, the casting directors, they literally love that, you know, and they eat that up. You know, they they rather have someone who has the personality in the face and someone who has um, all the, you know, all the skills, but no meaning into it. You know, no mana, you know, when you perform. Mm hmm. So that, so that, that easily, I, um, Darla, you know, I, I, after audition, I felt so good because I, you know, after I was so confident, I was all these auditions and I was getting yes, yes, yes. So I was already like, okay, man, you know, let's do this. You know, I was so hype, you know, I was so happy. I was like, all right, let's, let's audition. Let's do this dance. So, um, anyways, um, long story short, I, uh, I got the call for dancing. Uh, I remember I was in the car for that, and they said, uh, we want you to be a sub dancer at Spirit of Aloha. And I, once again, I was like, what is going on? Like, God is really blessing me right now. What, like, the timing couldn't be more perfect. Um, but the real, the real thing that got me was when I went back to the callbacks for singing, and they offered me a full time, uh, a full time contract to be Howie, as a as a singer slash comedian slash actor, and that really changed my whole life. Um, that role in itself, yeah, that, and that is what I'm doing right now. Man, <laughs> long story short. Oh, sorry, man. I think that's, yeah. that's an inspiring story to, to tell people because you know what I figured out when I was dancing in Hawaii was that not a lot of people know about Disney and how great it is. And that you can in Hawaii, that's their chill mm-hmm. job. Dancing is yeah. something that that's their escapism from like the three or four, five thousand other jobs they have. But what you know, people yes. like us and people like yes. people that live here in Orlando, they get to do it as you know their mm-hmm. job. And I want to take it back. Well, actually, before I ask my questions, I think BJ over here wants to ask you two questions. Oh, yeah, BJ is what's my up, BJ? Yes, sir. <laughs> My little co-interviewer. Your volunteer co-interviewer. Yes, sir. I can go off for the interview. 
so let's go back to oh back yes to, yes like, sir your, your audition <laughs> so my first question is one yes uh what, do you still get nervous today of performing in in some performances and two where do you think your nervousness uh comes from and how do you proceed into just getting over that and giving the best show that you can you can do good question Wow, those are those are amazing questions, BJ. Um, yes. Yep. So the the answer to number one, the answer for do I still get nervous? Yes. Oh my goodness. I till this day, like I, every before every show, I would try to say a prayer before every show because I I get all these nerves. You know, you know it's so funny when you get to the pre-show or you're getting ready to get on. You just I just start shaking and. I don't know where it's come from, but then I realized, um, you know, I I forgot who told me, but someone told me that when you get nervous, it's because you care. It's because you want to do good. You want to be able to perform the best that you can. And so you get nervous is because you care. You know, you don't want to get to a point where you don't get nervous, where you feel like complacent, like you're just comfortable with where you're at. You know, you don't feel nervous anymore. You know, it's like, it's just another thing, you know, you're like, okay, let me just go and perform. But, you know, I, I, I learned to listen to my body when it came time to performing. Because right when I got on stage, my nerves, I used my nerves as strengths. You know, it, it kind of like gave me the energy to be able to perform and to, 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 to give out this, this mana out to this crowd. Um, and so I wouldn't say nervousness is a bad thing at all. I, I, I believe it's actually one of those things that um, makes you a better performer is to be able to realize like in yourself yeah. that you love this show. You love what you do. And you, you get so, you know, caught up in, in you wanting to do the best that you can, you know? Um, and that's why you feel this you way be, before you, you know, grow up. That, yeah. You know, you want to put out the best. That exactly. You know, want it just to be something you just go through the motions yes yes yeah yeah yes yes you know you don't want to be yeah. going through the motions and you don't feel anything anymore you know i feel like that's when you realize like you know you got to get that passion so, back you know you got to spark that fire so, again but another because, question is uh, for and i feel go like for it go for it french better to for like intermediate and, and dances over a long time how do you Keep yourself, keep yourself interested and invested in what you're doing, even though you've been doing it for so long. Oh, that question. That's a good question, man. Oh, yes. That's it. Yes. Like keep your. So, um, so what, what I do is, is realizing where you were before, you know, like remembering where you came from and why you do it. Um, and the reasons why I do my, what I do now is because I have a family, you know, and I, I look at that as a, as a point to give me the strength to keep going in the craft that I do now, um, to, to respark that fire. It's kind of like yeah. motivates me to be able to not get comfortable. And, you know, I have a family to support, you know, and, and, and also where I came from before, I look back yeah. at, you know, being the kid who didn't know English yeah. and now yeah. I'm performing on this stage with hundreds of people, you know, um, 
it's the reminder to remind myself that I need to stay humble. I need to remember where I came from and, and who I am as a person, you know, and to be able to, to get better with my craft so I can not be comfortable in this place, but keep moving forward. You know, God gave me so much uh, uh, blessings. So you got to nourish those blessings in order to keep, keep growing. And then maybe one day you'll be able to share it with everyone else and they can come grow with you, you know, uh, so I, I would say the answer to your question is, is you always, you always got to find ways, but my, my ways to uh, keep myself fresh and motivated is yeah. remembering where I came from and remembering why I do it. Um, and if you have those strong foundations, then you will never get uh, comfortable. You'll always want to do better. And you always want to be better. That's awesome. And that is and awesome. that's the reason that, why. That, so. I mean, that's it for me. And like, I just <laughs> I'm in there. I'm going to get back to Rex. But thank you so much. This is definitely really good insight. Bro, BJ, I love you, man. Thank you so much for amazing questions. Yeah. Cole Winker. I mean, hey, Cole Winker. my little Cole Winker. <laughs> 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 right, thank you. Uh, thank you for the time. I just wanted to say to the audience, you know, <laughs> Philip is not just your, your ordinary performer. You know, I told him, okay, man, I, I'm, I'll say it, I'll say it because it's, I, I truly believe this. You know, I, I've danced at the law before and I, I've been through a lot of, you know, singers over there and, and something that Philip brings to it is just a new life to the character that I've never seen before. You know what I mean? So it's true. Because, wow, Rex, man, that means Howie the world, then, man. <laughs> Thank Howie, you. Wow. Like Howie back then, it was such, such an a, honor. Thank it you. It was kind of like he was like the idiot, you know, of the of the of the luau. But 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 for you, you yeah, give him yeah, heart. yeah, you give him a purpose in the show. You know what I mean? I know the show has changed. Mm-hmm. But what is the different mindset that you get in from dancing at yeah. Lion King than you do? Uh, singing at Lua, you know, what are the two different mindsets you got to be in? Oh, oh man, that's that's the thing, also, is like, um, knowing the shows that you're in, you know, sometimes I get caught up in being happy yeah. that I forget, okay, this is a different show, you know, so, um. That's a good question, you know, the mindset that you're in. So playing Howie, you know, you're the comedian, you're you're the funny guy. Um, but, you know, I wanted to share that, you know, this character, you know, is representing a lot of our yep. poly community. And, and, and all about, you know, it, and the way he is written in the script is, is like he's a very disrespectful person. You know, he would always talk over auntie, always... Uh, make fun of people and you yeah, know that's growing up you know I, that's not how i was raised you know yeah you know like you know you always get sasa you know if you disrespect your elders you know so i i wanted i didn't want to play him like it was written in the script i i wanted i wanted to play him as a real person you know as that came from a family you know from a struggling family from from the islands who was trying so hard to live you know and one of the things that they would do to to lighten the mood is to, with laughter and laughter is not meant to make fun of somebody or to to bring someone down it's meant to uplift them uplift people you know and that's the kind of comedy i wanted to bring into the the show and that's the kind of person that i want to portray how he was instead of like how he was written um so 
coming back to Lion King, you know, it's the opposite. You know, it, you have to be fierce. You have to be, uh, you know, like you're a hyena. You know, you're, you have to perform as a hyena. You have to be, mm-hmm. you know, raw and very, very strong, you know. And it's such two different worlds. But um, what helps me a lot is like being able to prepare myself before show. And one of the advice I would give to any performers, like you should never feel rushed. Um, you should always come early to your your show. Like I always come two, three hours early before to just to get my mindset in and never have to feel like I'm rushing into like getting into the show just to breathe and to be able to like, all right, this is what I'm going to do just to think about what the things that you're going to do or to think about um, or mm-hmm. practice the things that you're going to perform. And, <clears throat> and that's what I would do, you know, before every show I come two hours or three hours earlier just to um, get myself in that mindset, getting ready to, to focus on the show that I'm doing and then to be able to perform the best that I can without having to feel like I'm rushing. And, you know, if you're late, you're, you know, you're, your mind is not set in the show. You're, you're all over the place. You know, it helps me organize my head and organize my performance. And they say with an organized performance, it, it's more, it's more, it, it gives more mana, you know, it, you perform well to the to audience, you know, it, it, it draws them in more because, you know, and that's just from my experience. I always feel like if I'm rushed, I, I'm not all there. I want to be, you know, all there for the performance, you know, not just my mind on other things. You know, I want to be fully focused. So I come there early and, and set my mind to it. And those are the things I would do. And, you know, with these shows, especially because they're two different shows, so that's what I would be. Yeah, able to do to, actually, you know, actually I don't know if that answers your question, but you know, uh, because okay, you know, yeah, like we us here in Orlando that dance for these two shows, there is different mindsets because I remember being Friday night for both, but I Friday night for Lua, it was more mm-hmm. of a focused thing for me than it was for Lion King because you're doing single and double, you know what I mean? But Lion King, the doubles is only like 15 yeah. seconds, but the the and even the the Friday night routine is shorter, but it's just I think for me, Lion King is just. Are just a different, oh, no pun intended. It's a different mm-hmm. animal than than the, the Luol is, and I think you know. Yeah. You know, as you can see from this podcast, this guy is is truly an inspiration. I mean, I, I always tell them that over the years. Oh man! But well, I wanted are, to. I wanted you guys to get amazing, into. Man. I think your greatest. <laughs> and I think that anybody that knows you knows this, you know, because I've seen you from from forever. We've been friends since we were like six years old but i think the greatest achievement has been your oh father, yeah has been long time being baby Lionies. yeah and hey shout out to baby oh, Lionies yes. Just yes. yesterday right baby yeah he did he did you know and on it honestly on an honest level um this is all because uh of him of Lyuni, you know and my and my fiance, you know, those those two really pushed me to become where I am at today to to be able to, like, you know, motivate me to. And, and it's kind of crazy that it took that. But honestly, without them, I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at today. And, you know, every day, that's my reminder. That's my purpose. That's my whole reason of performing is to be able to provide a life for my family. You know, instead of me struggling, you know, like I used to as a kid, you know, I knew what struggle was, you know, when the lights go out, when the water is out, you know, at least twice, two times a month. I didn't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be like that anymore. I wanted to to provide something that will be able to not only just 
just for my mm-hmm. life, but as a legacy down the road, you know, for my son. And I feel like the most rewarding is to be able to come back home after you've done a long day, you know, and then you come home to these people, these two amazing people in your life, and you, and you just breathe in that fresh air and then realize, like, you're so blessed with so many amazing things in your life. And, I, and that's what I live forward to every day. And if Uni taught me how to be more resilient with myself, you know, also to be more, uh, what's that word? Uh, to be more loving in a way, you know, like a different perspective of love. You know, it, it also, I love <laughs> kids now, you know, I, before I never used to <laughs> love kids, but now, I, I, you know, all the little kids I see around, you know, that's the future. You know, I have a different perspective on it now because, you know, they carry our name, they carry our legacy, they carry our lives. You know, before I was just living life, but now I have someone that, that I can live that life with and be able to, to carry that life for the next generation. And, you know, ah, man, like, I, I'm almost tearing up just thinking about it because, you know, they're my whole reason. They're my whole reason why I do what I do and the whole reason why I'm happy to do it for and to do it with. And I'm just, you know, I'm. I, all I can say is I'm yeah, blessed, right. man. And I think and I'm so thankful. <laughs> anybody that follows you on social media, and, and everybody that knows you in real life, knows like, Flyuni is like the, <laughs> the, the shining in your life, and also for yeah, man, because I've seen, because oh man, I, I'll take credit, oh, man. Yes. I, I'm the one that kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say it on you. Yeah, it's true, man. You hype me up. You hype me up to uh to Malia. You know, yeah, that's right. Okay. Like our, like any friendship, like anybody that that's cousins, you know, we have our ups and downs. You know what I mean? But I, mm-hmm. I couldn't have done this podcast and start this thing. And people were yeah. talking to these well-known people in the in the fire knife world and in the business world and things like that in the Polynesia. I had to interview the person that actually, really, from day one, has inspired me to be a better person. And every Wow, man, this is, you're amazing, Rex. Wow, I, that's amazing. I feel so honored. Like, honestly, like, I, this is such an amazing idea, this whole podcast and to be able to share culture with everyone else. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just so honored to, to be on this is, So thank you, know, you this, man. Thank this story you. has to be told because what would you say, what would you be, the, the advice that you would give to somebody in Samoa that's listening <laughs> to this and wants a better life for themselves because you're a living proof and you and your family, living proof of being something from nothing. oh man yes you know i would i would say all the credit goes goes to my parents um they made the biggest sacrifices for me to be here in the states you know as a kid from samoa who had nothing now now look at me you know i'm performing in the states i'm living the american dream when when i told when i got into lion king and they introduced me um everyone was saying like where they were coming from and people would say hey, they're from broadway they just finished a movie and i literally told them like i came straight from the parking lot you know like and and people were like so so amazed and so astonished at, at the at that journey at that story that i was telling them and it's and it's all because at the end of the day um heavenly father has best blessed me with so many things in my life and all you had to do was choose was to be able to choose that way you know i always stay out of trouble I, I always be respectful to my parents. Um, I love you, mom and dad. And then I always want to be the best person I can be for, for my friends and for my family. And I felt like because of those um, choices that I made, it helped me become where I'm at today. 
And the choice that the advice I would give to a kid in Samoa is to never forget who you are and to never forget who who you represent. Um, because if you remember all those things, I promise you, you will live a life of success. And life of success doesn't always happen to be financial. It's just happiness, you know? So that's, yeah, that's the advice I would get. You are, give to that person. <laughs> you know, like I, like I said, you know, anybody that's, that's leaving this podcast tonight is really, really going to feel inspired and really looking internally during this and saying, what am I doing with my time, you know? Wow. I mean... Thank yeah, you for giving me this You need to be. That's amazing. Your story <laughs> and like the way, it's like the, the rags to riches story, but it's just like, it was, a, it's a, I think it's a better way because you, you've yeah. had all of it, you know, and I know that out of everybody in my life, you know, you mm-hmm. have been that constant in my life. That's really been there for me, even through my mistakes, even through like, like all of, all of our lives, you know, and, and this comes to one of the, one of the very last questions. Maybe because well, there's so much more that I would love to talk about. But what is somebody asked me this on <laughs> no the worries, airline man. thing with me and VJ, and VJ had a great answer for this. And for me, I, I didn't know how to answer it at that time because I was young. But what do you want to be remembered for? Like, what do you want to leave to this world? What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Because Lyuni is one of your legacies. But what is a Philip Moingoa touch that you want to leave back? You know. Wow. Um, wow, that's a big question. Um, you know, I, it always comes back to my family. Um, looking back at uh, my grandfather, my dad's dad, you know, he passed away when I was, um, when, when, before I was born. So I never had a chance to get to know him. But I heard so many amazing stories about him just through the people that he met. You know, just through the people like his 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 kids and and all I can picture him is this perfect, amazing, happy guy, you know, all because he was just being him. So the one thing I would for myself to be remembered as is I just want to spread that love. You know, like if someone remember me, they they would do something good for another person, you know. I, I wanted to be able to pass it forward. So, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a thing, but I just I just want people to 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 realize, like, no matter where we are, no matter where we're from, you know, we all live in the same place. We all come from the same place and we're all going to the same place. So might as well do it together. You know, so um, the legacy I would leave is I want people to remember me as a person that try to do the best he can to to um, bring happiness and joy to others, you know, um, and to my family and to myself. And for those who hasn't met me or anything, I want people to talk good about me. You know what I mean? Like you want to, and, and for those who, who even like, um, you know, feel negative, they can't feel negative because, you know, they, they will think about certain people and just be positive, you know? And that's why I want to leave. Like I want to be able to leave a, leave a good spirit in, in people's, people's mind and people's body when they think about you know the legacy of mm-hmm. you know of of what i'm leaving behind i did i i just want to all be positive you know that's that's all it is and i want to be like my grandfather you know remembering all these yeah. stories and that's i never heard anything bad about him you know and 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 that's why i was like man that's amazing you know all these things he achieved 
Um, and I want to be able to pass down to my son. Like, I want him to treat others with uh, kindness, with love. And, and, and that would be able to pass down to his son and then treat uh, his son with kindness and love. Because I don't want to spread the hate in the world, you know. I want to actually want to help to create that love and create that happiness. Because that, I don't want to hurt nobody, you know. And I don't want anybody else to get hurt. And I feel like when, when we spread negativity, it, it hurts those that you love the most. So I want to be able to pass that down, is that positivity, the kindness, the love, and to be able to establish, establish a strong foundation in family. And that's it. That's all I, I want to leave behind. I'm kind of like dumbstruck, <laughs> man, because for those of you who do know, Philip, this is, this is not a facade. This <laughs> is him. You know what I mean? I think... This is him. He's always inspirational. He's always yeah, <laughs> funny, full of life. I am so proud to call him a friend. I'm so called. Yeah, man. So, wow, man. Thank I, you, I bro. This is amazing, this bro. I can't wait to publish this for the world to see. Like, I mean, thank you, man. This is amazing. Like, I thank you so much for. It's such an honor, man, to be able to talk to you about this. And I'm so proud of you, guys. Thank you, brother. I'm really proud of what well, you did. Well, I, I couldn't. This. This we couldn't leave off. With a favorite memory of each other. So, there's a... <laughs> oh, man. There's so many good memories to choose from. There's... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll not... There's the we'll, one that we'll you ate my candy when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, one. I like the homeless one. The homeless one's pretty funny. Okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so, so it was. Uh, we were going to Halloween Horror Nights. I remember, yeah. And we were going to uh, Universal Studios, and we stopped at a stoplight, <laughs> and and then there was this homeless guy, and he was carrying, you know, um, this sign that said uh, "Help." I think it said "Help" with a question mark, and <laughs> help. Help. <laughs> H-E-L-P. I don't know. Help or, or something. Like, I, I can't remember. <laughs> and, you know, so he's walking down the cars, you know, he's and he's going out. He's going down the road. And he's coming up to our car. And I was like, man, I, I don't have that much cash. I mean, I do, I, but I only have bills. Like, I only had a 10 and a 5. But, you know, you're not supposed to really give cash out to the homeless because, yeah. you know, you never know what they're going oh, to use. Walmart it's better cars. to use food or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, or, or, oh, yeah, Walmart <laughs> So, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, I got five. I'll just give him $5. And so, he, he came down, went down to my window. So, I, I, I reached into my pocket and I brought out the bills. And, and then I, I reached out and I got the fives. And then I gave him the fives like, man. And I told him, God bless, man. And then he didn't say anything. And I was like, here you go, bro. And, and then he, he goes looking down at my, my hand, and he saw the $10 bill. And then he's like, hey, man, how about, how about that the 10? 10? And we were like, what the heck? Hey, man. And we were like, look at <laughs> Yo, and I, at that moment, I was, I was laughing so hard. That I just gave him ten. That's and generosity. Five. I gave him the whole money. Like, what the heck? Beggars can't be choosers. I, I guess. <laughs> man, so so I I didn't. I was supposed to use that money for uh, oh, man. I remember the Halloween that. horror nights like, to get some food, but I ended up not. <laughs> much to the 
we were laughing, man. And, and I realized, hey, maybe yeah. he needed more than I There's did. So, so much, I was like, you know what? Yeah, we'd be here it, all night. I wish there wasn't a, a cap to this, to the episode. But, man, I... <laughs> man, I just wanted to say thank no you. No worries, for man. Podcast. This is amazing. Philip, it's been such a oh, Pammy, Pammy and me. It was an honor, Pammy Rexy. Thank you so much. Oh, what's up, Pam? Yo. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yes. he was he was having a great day yesterday. Yeah. We took him out. Yeah. So I. I want to I want to end it off by, oh, by saying this. Thank you. Know, you. I, as you've been hearing throughout this whole podcast, I really love this guy. You know what I mean? I he is such an older brother to me, and I couldn't have done this <laughs> podcast without. And I'm I'm so excited. I love to you too, man. This. Wow, this so, is amazing. For those of you who are listening, and then you guys who are going to listen to it again on the published, this is an amazing opportunity for you to get to know Philip on on a different level. You know, I, I feel like when people see the videos on on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> they look at the end result, but everything that he's accomplished is years and years and years of, of trial and heartache and overcoming things, you know what I mean? And this guy is the epitome. Yeah, definitely, the epitome definitely. Trials and tribulations. And this guy has just <laughs> always been the, the older brother that, that I've had when BJ wasn't around, you know what I mean? And so I... I and we, we wow, got to shout out the Wood Squad. I, I, that's you know, an like honor, our, yo. <laughs> I, I truly believe in that saying where, you know, you hey. are the five people that you hang around <laughs> with. But Wolf Squad was just like, I don't know how many of us. But I think they people like Philip and, and the people in there have really shaped me to who I am. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect Perfect person. Hey man, anybody's hearing this? Yeah, that's a jam. Do a one cover of it, man. I'm not a perfect person. Oh man. I really love this guy. So where can man, that's hilarious. Find you. Where can they follow you on your journey? Oh wow. Um yeah, um so right now I'm performing at the Spirit mm-hmm. of Aloha Dinner Show at uh Disney's Polynesian Resort. Um you can find me there. You can also find mm-hmm. me at Festival Lion King. Uh I'm there every now and then, you know, cuz I'm full-time uh singer out at uh Luau. Um but other than that, you can find me on Instagram. I mean, I only post hey, pictures about my you family. Guys so need to be I, into I don't know that if you guys into that. that I rarely post part, pictures so about me. So how much so. <laughs> this guy really is and his, <laughs> and a husband. I know Malia, like his his fiance, I've known him like he really is the backbone of, of all of us. She is such an mm-hmm. amazing and awesome and funny person that says all of wow. our things. Yeah. She's Yo, she is yeah. amazing. She's my rock, and I I love her so much. So. Me too, man. Hey, and Malia wants to have love you, on the Rex. Podcast Thank you so much for having me, man. Too. I would love for her to be a guest. Yes, okay, guys, so yeah, I just definitely, wanted to say, everybody, definitely. thank you awesome. for tuning in. This is the Fire Knife Life podcast. Yes, yes. This is thank the Fire Knife Life podcast. Thank you, everyone, for having me. You can me. follow me at Rexy Two Malu <laughs> at Instagram and at that Mana Life Collective uh, at that Mana Life on Instagram. And our website at that Mana Collective, Mana Life Collective dot com. Sorry, where it's 